The black preaching tradition is deeply connected to gospel music. PBS presents a new series hosted by Henry Louis Gates Jr. Gospel. Our singers preach and our preachers sing. Gospel is a prayer. It is our hearts cry to God in lyrics and song. You feel it deep down in your soul. Gospel. Streaming now on the PBS app. This is the Midlife Mail Podcast with Greg Scheiman, brought to you by Inns Group Insurance. Inns Group is ensuring success. From the Gal Media Studios, here's Greg Scheinman. All right, welcome to the first Midlife Mail Podcast of 2019. Greg Scheinman here. Thank you so much for all the support in 2018. We did 52 episodes featuring some of the most dynamic, inspiring, compelling, and interesting entrepreneurs, athletes, executive trainers, restaurateurs, dads, and just all around great, real, authentic, down-to-earth guys. I truly appreciate everything. Try to bring something new and a value to you guys each week and give an inside glimpse into our lives and some of the things we all deal with or going through and hopefully you get something out of it. Perhaps a little motivation, clarity, enjoyment, community, reality check. We all have have different takeaways, including myself. I'm grateful to all of the guests. You guys are the best, man. I'm truly appreciative of you guys taking time out of your busy schedules and lives to be a part of the show. Some of you guys I knew it beforehand. Some I didn't, but I'm proud uh, to know each and every one of you guys. And again, deeply moved by your generosity, authenticity, and willingness to sit and chat with me for a while. I've learned so much. To the listeners and everybody out there, thanks for all the positive feedback I've received to both the podcast and the blog. This has been a lot of fun to do. I didn't have any idea or expectation of what it was going to be when I got it started, just started putting stuff out there. And I really do appreciate having the opportunity to put the content out there and to hear from you guys and uh, to open it all up a little bit. So looking forward to doing more of it this year. If you like what you hear, subscribe to the show. Please tell your friends, pass along the blog, links, all of it, and uh Be generous and leave us that five-star review on iTunes. It certainly means a lot. If you've got questions or ideas or have someone you think would be great to have on, shoot me an email at gscheinman at gmail.com or just go to the site gregscheinman.com and contact me through there. All right. Appreciate it very much. My legacy. I just want to be known as a hardworking guy who overachieved and is a winner. I think there's always been more talented people out there and whatnot, but I've accomplished a lot more than I ever thought I would because of my desire and my desire to compete. That's a quote from my friend Brian Ching in an interview with the Houston Chronicle a little ways back. Straight up, Brian's one of the nicest and most genuine guys I know. We'll get into his incredible soccer career later on, life after the game, becoming a dad, and how he's leveraging his brand as an entrepreneur and getting involved with businesses and organizations that fuel his passions. 
Met Brian initially through his brother-in-law, Reagan Buckley, who's also an incredible athlete and human being as well. Shout out to my man, Reagan. I don't know much about soccer at all, and perhaps that's one of the reasons Brian and I get along well, is that we just like to do other stuff. Uh, We enjoy working out and trying new things. Lately, we've been big into this XPT life workout and these pool workouts. They're developed by Laird Hamilton and Gabby Reese. They're awesome. Encourage you guys to check them out. Maybe it's in his Hawaiian background and comfort in the water, but uh, he smokes me every time out there. So uh, I'll give him a little shit about that as well, too. Career highlights on the field. All right, check this out. Most goals in Dynamo history. 2003, 2006, 2007, MLS Cup champion. 2006, MLS Cup MVP. 2004 MLS Golden Boot winner. This list keeps going. He is tied for the 11th spot on MLS All-Time Goals Chart. 2004 MLS Comeback Player of the Year. Six-time MLS All-Star. 2007 Gold Cup Champion. U.S. National Team. Off the field. Even more impressive. He's got a beautiful wife, Liz. Incredible son. A dog named Riley. I got one of those. He's the owner of Pitch 25, a 25,000 square foot warehouse bar that's kitty corner to BBVA Compass Stadium where the Houston Dynamo play, the house that Ching built. It's Pitch, as in soccer pitch, and 25 for his jersey number. He is also behind Hula Dog, a food truck featuring Hawaiian-style hot dogs that he grew up on and wanted to bring here. I have tried them. They are incredibly tasty. Uh, So check them out. Let's get into the Midlife Mail podcast today with my good friend, Brian Ching. Brian, thanks for joining me today. Good to be here, Greg. Awesome. So let's jump in. First question I have for you, we'll go, go straight to the heart. Life after sports, okay? Let's talk transition. What is it like for an elite-level pro athlete like yourself in the soccer world to transition from being an athlete into that next next phase? It's extremely difficult, you know, and I would consider myself a guy who thought he kind of knew what he wanted to do when he was done uh, playing soccer. And... Um, you know, I, initially I thought I wanted to run a team one day. And so I was presented a great opportunity as soon as I was done playing to jump in and become the general manager of a professional women's soccer team, you know, and, and kind of build it from scratch. Uh, and, <clears throat> you know, not really knowing uh, or not ever really taking the time while I was playing to kind of uh, – see what that life was like you know so just kind of jumping into it full force uh it it was extremely difficult you know and it it took me four years to really feel normal about life after soccer and you know I was fortunate for me one of the the smartest things that I did was I actually went to the MLS and they have this program um where you know if you're struggling with stuff you can go and um they'll help you out uh confidentially confidentially and so I went you know and I said hey you know I'm struggling at home uh six months before I retired because I knew I wanted to kind of see a psychologist so I went in and they set me up with a psychologist for about a year and it was 
literally so beneficial to me um, as I kind of went through the process of just letting me know that what I was going through was normal. You know, the struggles that I had was normal. Um, the fact that, you know, when I jumped into the new business, the way that <clears throat> the business started, like, wasn't wasn't normal. And I was in an abnormal situation, which made things even harder. Um, but, you know, I, I don't think if I had that, you know, that kind of that voice uh, on the side encouraging me and keeping me going and let me know that this is normal struggles that people go through I, I, it would have been really really difficult a lot more difficult than it was you know she said one of the things I was going through about three or four of the <laughs> major life changing things you know retirement I went through a uh, new job new house getting married you know and then and then having like a little kid on top of that uh, uh, and those are all major stressors you know and you're kind of mm -hmm. going through that uh, so it, it, was, it was difficult, uh, you know, and like I said, I, I felt like I had it easy and I felt like I knew what I wanted, but, you know, I, you never really guess know what you want until you kind of get into it and try it and, and move forward. And, you know, it, it, it turned out to be that, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to run a team one day. You know, that's not really my what, what gets me out of the bed. Um, it's more about, you know, starting businesses, creating businesses and, um, and learning. Um, and I think that, you know, I, I've, took me four years to kind of figure that out but immediately when I jumped away from the the field the hardest thing was probably you know one is you miss the locker room you know I think everyone says that but you really don't understand that until you kind of uh you go through it and um so imagine waking up every day going and hang out with your friends and then literally one day that just ends. You know, you, you're no longer waking up and going out and hanging out with your friends and, and running around, um, you know, getting the endorphins from, from being physical. And, and then, you know, then, then it all ends as soon as, as the moment you retire. You're, you're not in a locker room. You know, guys don't reach out and call you because they're busy doing, you know, their work and uh, back on the field. And, you know, you're in this whole new realm and it's, you know, you have to create new friends. You got to create new structure. Um, you know, you got to get used to working nine to five. You got to use the work, getting used to being tired and <laughs> in, in a different way, you know, <laughs> mentally. Uh, and then you have to, you know, figure out the whole different work family balance. Um, and, you know, the, and, and it takes a while, you know, and, and like I said, so it was, it was extremely difficult. And, um, you know, uh, how is it being, you know, when you do come to the realization that, you know, and I had some of this also, like I started in an area of, of life and business out of school thinking I wanted to be in the entertainment industry and, and ultimately found out I didn't really like the entertainment industry yeah. from a lifestyle you know, standpoint. But when you come to that, that realization of, of almost like be careful what you wish for and what you think you want to do isn't it, uh, how did you kind of process what it is that you did, are doing now what you did want to, want to do? Um, it, it, it's just a, a matter of a process. I mean, when I, when I first retired, I just totally jumped in. I mean, I was in the office nine to five, six every day, um, trying to figure out that whole new career. It wasn't working out, being tired. 
And then I kind of slowly got into a routine there and slowly figured it out. Um, uh, but the whole time I was still kind of, you know, exploring other areas, you know, reading, talking to people, going to lunches, um, you know, and, and, and some of the things I've done in the past was invest in a bar. And I always thought, hey, okay, this would be pretty cool. There's a great opportunity. So I started looking into that on the side and, um, you know, found that, you know, as I was going through that process, it was, it was, it was really, um, what I wanted to be doing more so than, than working nine to five, you know, um, do you see similarities, you know, again, like you talked about missing the locker room, the camaraderie, the friends, that the, co- the competition, you know, all that. Do you see similarities in kind of the, the hospitality business, you know, in the direction that you've gone? I mean, there are guys, a lot of guys with names that have opened up bars and restaurants mm-hmm. and everything, but mm-hmm. it, it, it's a business more than also. Mm-hmm. Um, are you are you seeing similarities in kind of how you put your team together? Like now you've got a new team, right? You know, a different kind of team. Well, see, I think one of the things I did was like I'm not going to go out and try to start from scratch. You know, I realized that I needed to partner with some guys, and you know, in that process, um, you know, I'm still learning. You know, about about that kind of how important it is your team that you put in place to run the businesses is, and um, you know, we had number of challenges just because of our size of our location and when we opened up right before the World Cup and, you know, not really um, having a chance to really build a team, you know, and so kind of just getting thrown into the fire and kind of just dealing with everything that that, that pops up. And now, you know, it's now it's more about uh, now that that's done and over with, you know, learning from that and, and putting the team together and getting them, learning how to uh, get them to focus on what they're good at and and uh, get them to kind of start thinking ahead and planning about things. Uh, I really enjoy that. And, and and that's, you know, there are obviously a lot of similarities, uh, you know, with with um, the teams that I've played on or, or been captain of and, and led in the sense that, um, you know, you got to try to get everybody focused on one goal moving forward and get them all to, to do their parts, uh, for the team. And so, um, that's, that's, that's been really fun, you know, and then that kind of just kind of opens me up to, you know, Oh, this guy would be good at doing this and maybe this other business. And so, um, you know, as I look around at different businesses, I, I look back at the people that, you know, I've met and worked with, you know, either with the dynamo or, you know, at the bar and, and try to, uh, you know, my goal is to kind of help those people kind of grow and become more entrepreneurial um, themselves and give them a piece and, and, and kind of help them uh, in, their, in their process uh, of, of life and getting better and stuff. And so I really start to see a lot of value of that now and, and, and really get excited about, you know, hey, this guy could be really good at doing this. Um, so, you know, trying to get as I as as I grow and get into different businesses, you know, kind of try to match those you know those personalities and and what what I think they would be good at moving forward. How old were you when you retired? Retired? I wish I wish I retired. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, retired you know, from soccer. Yeah, okay. retired from soccer. Uh, I was whew, 35, 30, 35, I think. Yeah, so thirty five. Okay. Years old. So you retire from soccer and then obviously a very regimented schedule. 
you know, and training and everything. Do you sit on your ass for a little while, though, like physically, you know, like uh, when do you pull it back around to say, okay, you know, I've kind of been training my whole life and running and doing like what's what's that like, too? So when I first retired, you know, I told myself I was tired of soccer. I'd probably never touch a soccer ball again. And um, and then I jumped into the front office and really just started going to work from nine to five and uh, or nine to six, whatever the hours were too many but uh i stopped working out uh for a good extended period of time and then you know i realized that i was getting angry I was getting depressed and you know i was like what is going on um and realized that look every day of my life i was had endorphins working out doing things and when you stop that cold turkey i mean that you can't do that it affects you in so many mm-hmm. different ways and it wasn't like i wasn't not didn't want to work out just it felt like I didn't have the time you know I didn't know the work balance and life and you know how how all that played in it's an interesting point when your job is a way to perform athletically and to train versus when your job is to quote unquote work and then you have to find time to try to work out or be healthy in in the process of all all these hours yeah Yeah. I mean and I still struggle with that sometimes even today you know I I don't I don't you know because because I want to work out and I want to be fit and I realize that I need to or else I get depressed to get angry and you know everything sucks (laughs) at that point um because you know I'm you know I could say I'm addicted to working out so it's it you know, if I go two, three days without working out, then I start getting antsy and I feel bad about myself. And, um, you know, and it affects my relationships at home and, and, you know, with my family, which, which, which just sucks. So I, you know, making sure that I get that time in there is, there's one thing I, I learned in the beginning is that I have to go and do it, you know, and I have to, you know, stay active or else it's really going to affect me in a negative way. And, um, you know, that, that's one of the things that, you know, I, I, I've learned that I have to do, but I still kind of continue to struggle with um, getting in consistently. Yeah. Are there other <clears throat> physical things that you wanted to do after soccer? You said you, you thought, like, hey, I'm probably never going to really kick a soccer ball, you know, again. Um, maybe we'll talk, you know, about how you gravitated back to that or you get invited to play. But were there other, you know, physical things that you said, I just want to do it. Like, I haven't been in the water in a while. You know, I haven't been in a surfboard in a while. We haven't had a chance to go here or, or do this stuff because there are a lot of different ways to be to be physical also. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I grew up loving surfing, and, I, you know, <laughs> that was one thing that I, that I missed that I wish I, I could do, but I did buy a paddleboard uh, okay. when I retired and made sure I wanted to do that. Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, there's... there's I, I, I'm an outdoors person, and unfortunately here, that that's a struggle sometimes to be outdoors and, and do things, you know. Um, but uh, one of the things I really enjoy doing, as you know, is, is getting together with a group of guys like-minded and, and kind of doing different workouts. Um, you know, obviously, when you can schedule those things around, because a lot of guys are pretty busy and active, mm-hmm. but well, um, I really do enjoy when I get to go out and work out with somebody because 90% of the time I'm working out by myself. And that's mm-hmm. and that, that's always difficult. I've been good at that because I've forced myself to do it so many times while I was playing soccer to get better. Um, but I'd much rather, and it's so much easier 
now to say talk yourself out of it uh-huh. the further I get away from soccer and things um, but yeah the misery likes a little company you know? <laughs> the, the company the camaraderie all of that and you're right as we get older and we get more responsibilities and more things more shit just gets in the way um, you know it, it's easier to cancel it but it's also better to have some accountability or find some other people to do this stuff with and help to keep you honest and trying to find even you know a bit of a larger circle as mm-hmm. or as large as you can find because hey not everybody's going to be available all the time and we're like grabbing for other guys <laughs> maybe they can meet for this or meet for that but you know we've also had to become a lot more understanding of the fact that hey guys are going to cancel on some stuff or some other things are going to come up or this is going to the other stuff is going to take precedent in a little while yeah, hundred percent. You know, but but for me too, it, it also brings back that that team dynamic almost that that mm-hmm. I miss and and that they don't have um, access to um, anymore since I retired. So that you know, those are the kind of the workouts and the things that I really look forward to um, because there there is that com- camaraderie and of what I what I'm used to, you mm-hmm. know, of, of what I've done for my entire you know majority of my life. So. Um, you know, kind of as I move forward, those are types of things. And, you know, hopefully I can free up some time and eventually get into a consistent base of, of, of doing that or yeah. inviting a group of guys and, and kind of uh, hanging out and, and, and networking that way. It, it is. It's a, it's a great way to network now. We call it, you know, the sweat working versus like the actual networking. You know, we say you could... You can network a lot of ways. Guys are doing it on the on the golf course. They're doing it, you know, again in in bars and everything. And let me ask you about kind of the the nighttime versus even the daytime. You know, you've gone into the bar business, the hospitality business. Uh, it's a kind of nighttime, you know. It's a nighttime business <laughs> in there. And then you look at kind of the health, kind of in, and fitness side of thing. A little more of you know a morning, you know, business. How are you dealing with with that? How much time you're spending, you know, in and around pitch twenty five, and what you're working <laughs> on, and still again getting up, getting the fitness in. Again, we'll, we'll talk about the wife and the kid and the dog and all that other stuff too. But for me, the way I set up um, pitch twenty five is is kind of that putting in a good team where I don't have to be there and and and. Um, you know, hands on all the time. Obviously, in the beginning of any business, you're you're, you're there and you're hands on as much as you can. But you know, for me, it's it's about partnering with guys that have been in the industry, so that you know they they know and they oversee, and they're the ones that kind of are in in their majority of the time. But for me, it's it, I do spend I pretty much spend almost every single day in there, but not at night. You know, I kind of check in before I go home for work with with the with the team. Um, you know, have meetings with them throughout the day to make sure that things are going right. And then, you know, my wife and I, it's funny, we we look on the video cameras all the time just to kind of <laughs> oversee stuff because we're not there. But, you know, I, the way I set it up and the way that I want my, man, you know, I, I work with my management team is, is I work with them throughout the day, work on them planning events. And then, you know, my wife and I will pop in on the weekends um, mm-hmm. once in a while. But, you know, for the most part, as far as being in there every day and, and, and late nights, um, well, as far as being in there, I'm in there every day. But late nights or staying in after hours and things like that, no, I, I avoid that because that's not really conducive to the life that I want to live now, you know, with, with the having a family and stuff. So, you know, it's not, for me, it wasn't like getting in the bar business and, 
open up a ton of bars um, and and do that. It, it was more of a thing of, okay, w- how can I leverage my brand? And mm-hmm. you know, and you know, I, I found a lot of opportunity in having a sports bar right across the street from where I was working. Yeah. Um, and then using my brand to kind of leverage that, and then being right across the street from the stadium with the soccer brand, and and then a Houston sports band being in so close to Minute Maid and and then creating something that was beautiful that everybody wants to come and see and, and the wow factor. So, you know, and that, that was through my partners. Um, so a lot of things fell into place for that to kind of, um, but I wasn't going to go open up a bar some random place, you know, oh. and, and, and then try to make, make things work. So, you know, yeah, I, I do uh, enjoy being a part of, you know, Pitch 25 and, and the bar business. But, you know, if, if, if I do anything else, it, it, it's going to have to be something that um, kind of falls in my lap regarding, you know, bars and things like that because mm-hmm. I don't want to technically be in that business um, because it is a difficult business and it's and you have to be hands-on. You have to be there late nights. But you know, if I can find the right partners and, and find the right team, then and um, the right opportunities that definitely make sense. Yeah, it's, a, it's a more strategic approach of it, as, as you mentioned. So for those, pitch 25, mm-hmm. where did the name come from also? So give us the backstory on the name. So uh, pitch is what they call the soccer field in, in, in England, and, and uh, 25 was my number. You know, I, I don't want, kind of weird, I, I, I don't want, Brian Ching's bar or anything like that, and I really, you know, nothing sounded right to me in that sense. So, you know, I, um, I kind of like the 25. If if you follow my career mm-hmm. or you know soccer, then you know that that was my number with the Dynamo. So that you know that's implied in there. And then the pitch, uh, we do have a soccer field in the bar, which is pretty neat. Uh, and it just kind of had a ring to it that you know when one of my partners brought up. Um, they, we actually all just kind of like, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty neat, so let's do it. And it's, it's an awesome spot. Um, if you're down there near near Dynamo Stadium, near Minimate Park, it's it's an absolutely awesome spot. He's right there. He's right there. There is a soccer pitch right in the middle <laughs> you know, of it. Um, food's great. Environment's great. The number 25. Yep. What's the significance? <laughs> so... I always loved seven, wanted to be seven, but when you get to a team and you're a rookie, you don't really have many choices because all the numbers are taken. So, you know, it was like, what do you, what do you want? And this is this number is available. This number is available. So it was for me. It was like, wow, that's the best number. And then I, you know, ended up doing well and creating a name for myself in that number. And I was like, wow, I don't want to switch it. Just might as well just keep it. And uh, so I just stuck with it, you know, and, and for me, that that's how it was no real significance other than that was like, oh, that's the coolest number that's available. So <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'll take. Uh, and then, you know, so it, it just became what people knew me as. And, and so I kind of kept that. You're married. You now have have a son also. And you have a dog. OK, what's up? <laughs> Tell us a little bit about how you met Liz. And you were playing while you know. So give me that, give me that backstory a little bit too. Well, um, so we used to go out when I was younger, and uh, I met this guy who ended up being her, her uh, one of her best friends in high school. And they always used to hang out. And then he brought her to a soccer game once, and 
and then we all kind of hung out after that game and uh, Liz and I just started talking and um, you know we just never stopped talking since then <laughs> to be honest uh, so it, it was just kind of one of those things and it was a group of us we always hung out and it was just the three of us the three of us and then all of a sudden one day I was like ah, just invite her out and so she thought we were all hanging out again but no uh, kind of surprised her and and then we just started hanging out more often and kind of fell in love and, um, and then ended up having a little one, Chase, who's pretty pretty amazing. It's life-changing. Are you a talker? Okay. I don't, I mean, we hang out a little bit, but I don't, <laughs> I don't necessarily get you like, like as a, as a talker. Like, I don't no. know if this is hard for no. you, you know, no. or, or like what to talk about. Like, we don't talk about soccer, really, because I don't know a whole lot about soccer, but you, know, you mentioned like talking and, and, and not stopping and that co- connection and falling in love, but like, are you a talker or are you? Not really. You know, I, I, I'm not, I'll ask questions. Um, I enjoy the interaction of meeting people and doing things and, and being out. And, and so in that sense, um, I, I, I start conversations and I'm confident enough to, to talk about anything. Um, but you know, for the most part, I'll ask more questions than anything else, you know, so the way, you know, I, I, I kind of ask questions to kind of learn, because I love to learn, right, and and so I love, and I'm fascinated to hear other people's stories and, and, and things like that, so, you know, for me, I'm, I'm more of a, uh, I would say, um, get people to talk than, than, than an actual, just kind of volunteer some of that information out there. And... Is that something you've also had to work on over time? Because as your career, as you became more successful in your career too, I imagine that more opportunity, you know, you were utilized in different ways throughout the community, you know, and, and maybe even the natural evolution is to, to go into, again, sales or use your brand or put your face out there and your name. And you've got to kind of, you know, radiate a little bit of that. But if it's not innate, like, is that... Yeah, I, I, so I grew up in Hawaii, right? And a lot of the culture there is kind of Asian, you know, <clears throat> a lot of traits. And so it's, you're shy, you don't look people in the eyes, you um, you speak when you're spoken to types of things. And so, I, you know, and and for me it was, you know, a lot of it was didn't have a lot of ton of self-confidence either, right? I mean, I, I guess when it came to doing things, I was confident. But as far as like putting myself out there and being proactive, uh, and aggressive when it comes to to those types of things. No, I, I'm 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 not right, and I had to learn that, you know. But the more you get in front of a camera because of sports, and the more you have to talk uh, to people or get put into social settings, the more you you learn, you become comfortable with it, and you know, obviously, very comfortable now and very confident in in um, the things that I do and who I am and and what I've done, uh, which allow me to you know to go into situations and 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 feel like I belong, whereas in the past, uh, you know, I always felt like I never belonged, um, you know, and so that was something that I had to work on a ton of getting getting over, and, and the way I worked on it was just through sports and, and being thrust out there and, mm-hmm. and, and not being afraid to, because I enjoy people, right, and that's one thing innately, I enjoy meeting people and getting to know people, and so, you know, putting myself in those situations forced me to kind of become better at better at that those types of you know uh things yes i want to ask you also a little bit about 
um, the dynamics of, of relationship also because I've done a few different things and been married during my relationship with Kate and marriage and, and having kids. And when you make some switches, you know, in your life and in your career, you become a bit of a different person. It has it has effect overall. How is the situation, I guess, being is married to to a pl- an ath- playing athlete, okay, to the and your relationship as you transitioned into this into this next phase, and as you said, you've worked on yourself and the relationship. Yeah. I got to imagine that's really really different. I mean, I feel like my identity has changed over time with things that I've been doing and schedule. Right? It's kind of like, did I make one deal and I have another deal you know, <laughs> now? Like I got how how has that been? It's been. Like I said, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's a change and a transition, and it was, it was difficult, right? Because as you're an athlete, you have tons of time. You have tons of free time that people, you know, you don't realize. We went and worked out, you know, in the morning, and then, you know, you, you have meetings, you have lunch, and then you're free for the rest of the day. You have days off on Wednesday, you know, you're traveling all the time. And, and then, you know, that transition from doing that till the working job and then you know trying to fit in your workouts and then trying to make sure that you have enough time with, with your family at home uh make sure that you know when you have a son that you're you're around for him and that you're visible and you're not away all the time and those those are part those are things that are priorities to me and so you know it was and then part of the reason why I've kind of morphed my thinking on what I wanted to do, right? I don't want to run a team because I think if I'm running a team, I'm working eight-hour weeks, right? Eighty-hour weeks, and you know, eighty-hour weeks for me is not going to work because then I'm spending very little time with my son and, mm-hmm. and my wife, and um, you know, either even though I'm home on you know most of the weekends where um, I was away a lot when I played, but it you know that forced me to kind of rethink of of, of what I wanted to do profession wise. And mm-hmm. so, you know, um, you know, I still even struggle with that. You know, am I spending enough time with my family? Am I getting to the gym enough? Am I doing the right things? Am I putting enough hours into, to my diff, different business adventures so that they will be successful. And, um, it's, it's, it's constantly, it's a constant battle to, to kind of get that right and make sure that you're doing the right things. Because, you know, for me being, what drove me to success is I always wanted to be the best at, at what I did. And so, you know, but as you kind of, you, you, your, your life evolves, you have to, you know, you have to, you have to balance it in a way that, okay, I could be the best that, you know, in the bar business, but I would have to be there all the time, 24 seven. You know, so what's the best way I can go about that without having to be there every night? And that is like, okay, building a, a good team and having mm-hmm. trust in them and having faith in them and helping them um, along the way that, that allow me not to be in the bars <laughs> at, at night and making sure things go right. So that's kind of where I'm sh- trying to structure things now is, is that, you know, put the right things in places, get it going, oversee it, but make sure you have the flexibility spend that time with your family and 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 you know you may be not be the best 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 but you you could be pretty good at it if you figure that out I think it's a really good point I mean you're talking about balance and harmony a little bit more which is again um, I can be the best I can be in the world that I want to create you know for myself I can be 
I might not be the fittest person in the world, but I'm still pretty fit. I may not be, you know, the absolute best in the insurance you know, mm-hmm. business, if you want to quantify that however you want to. Or maybe, but if you look at the package and overall or the balance, okay, a lot of freedom, you know. I'm able to get to the gym a certain amount of times. I think I'm, you know, trying to do better, you know, as a, as a husband. I'm trying to be around, you know, the kids and all that. Um, and I think it's the right perspective, which is, you know, you could laser focus on being the best and, and you've achieved them in, in your career, but how are we redefine, like, redefining like what the best really means and is that a necessary thing or just the realization that you can't be the best at, at everything? Yeah, that's, 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 I think that's coming to the realization that you can't be the best at everything and have all these other things, right? I mean, there's, there's always some kind of sacrifice. I mean, so you look at Bill Gates, right? I mean, he sacrificed a lot with his family to, to run one of the or create mm-hmm. one of the most, you know, and, and you always, I always think about that, and, and it's like, wow, you know, and, and I still struggle with that because you, you, I still have this drive to create the best and be the best and make sure it's the best, but, you know, I've, I've been, you know, and my wife helps, <laughs> but, but, but getting on me sometimes about, you know, um, the, you, you can't neglect these other areas of your life mm-hmm. um, at you know or if, if that's what you want you're gonna lose these other areas of your life and so it's you no know, I don't want to lose that so it's okay how do I you know it, it's not, not saying being okay with with a social product but mm-hmm. you know trying to figure out um, how you can make a very good product and and, and then still, well, yeah, we talk about that a lot on, on, on the show. I talk about it with a lot of guys at these stages of our lives where it also gets back to, again, happiness. You know, there's there's compromise, there's sacrifice, there's, you know, are we happy? Are we sacrificing a little money? Are we sacrificing a little time? Are we sacrificing a little help? Are, like in which areas, again, are we all putting this stuff together? You know, throw it all in a bucket, okay? Um, and everybody's ratios may be a little bit bit different, you know, on there about where the priorities are are at. Um, but trying to be authentic and trying to be true to ourselves and trying to maybe take a step back and look at all of these things and say, okay, uh, one one friend of mine, and I always refer back to this, he says, whatever I say to him, his answer is typically, eh, we're doing better than most. You know? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I've kind of learned to take that to heart. And then, not really a bad way to look at it, man. It really, it really isn't. I mean, one guy's perfect, you know, or best may not be, you know, your yours or, or mine. Um, but I want to I want to dovetail it around a little bit because it does take an unbelievable commitment to be the best and be an elite and again level level athlete. Mm-hmm. And now you're the father of, of a young of a young boy of Chase. I've got two boys also. What's your perspective? on sports, okay, like, and, and, and your son, like, when, I want to, maybe a, a multi-parter, and I'll fumble this a little bit, but when did you make the commitment, or did the commitment kind of meet you, to focus specifically on, on soccer in there, and kind of how do you see your journey and your experiences and the way you're going to pass it down to, to being a dad, you know, to him? Yeah, I mean, for me, personally, it was, it was, um, 
you know, it wasn't that I wanted to be a professional soccer player from the time I was young. You know, it was, I mean, growing up in Hawaii, there was hardly any soccer on TV. Didn't even know about the European leagues till I went to college. Uh, there was no MLS around. So it was, you know, it was a means to get out of Hawaii, to be honest. Uh, my mom was like, hey, you want to go to college somewhere? Um, let me know. I mean, you got to help me get a scholarship. And I was like, all right, what am I good at? Okay, <laughs> soccer, you know. All right, let's commit to that and, um, and 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 put the work in so that you're better than everybody here so that can get you potentially get you a scholarship, you know. And and it was always the you know, what are you going to do in, when you get to college? It was an accounting degree, and be accountant because I thought that was the best, you know, degree to have in the business school. And I, I like math a little bit. Um and so that was my goal, right? And it wasn't until me. By the way, this junior, is fascinating to yeah. me. It's like, okay, well, you want to go to college? Yeah, what are you good at? I'm kind of good at soccer. Let's go there, okay? Like, maybe I kind of like math. Maybe I'll be an accountant, okay? Now I can see you, of course, playing soccer. I certainly can't see you sitting in an office doing just math all day. No, but. no, no. Well, I mean, I, liked, I had a great math teacher at the time, and so it kind of intrigued me a little bit, and I enjoyed solving problems. And, um, and so that's... You know, that's where the, the math part came in. But, um, you know, f f it w along that journey, you know, I've, I instilled some good work habits, and that, and, and that was competitive. I hated losing. I mean, from the first time my mom was my first coach, um, I used to cry after every loss. I hated losing. And, and it made me feel inferior and, and like I didn't belong. And that's what really drove me in my career and why I've been successful is that fear of failure, fear of not feeling adequate enough. Um, and, um, and that's what kind of really pushed me into becoming a professional soccer player. It wasn't that. I was, oh, I dreamed of it. I had friends and family that were good, and I can see that. It was just more of I'm, I'm a competitor, and I'm going to, you know, if you put me on the field, I'm going to beat you, and I've got to do what it takes to beat you. So, um, <clears throat> you know, that's, that's, that's kind of how I became a professional soccer player. As far as my, my son... You know, my I know it's difficult, and I always I, what I would rather do is try to instill in him the things that I felt made me successful. Like you know, if you want something, you have to work hard at it, or you got to practice hard. Uh, I don't, you know, I, I try to, you know, as I think about it, I want to steer him. I don't want to push him, right? I want to be able to try to steer him in the direction and teach him the right morals that could potentially lead to him being successful at. You know, maybe sports, and if it's not sports, then something else. You know, I want to, I want to kind of give him lessons and, and along those lines, as uh, and not really push anything on him. You know, so and that's kind of how my approach would be with him. You know, is make sure that you you through what you say and and how you act in front of him, you're you're giving him the right uh, lessons that you want him to to take on, and through those lessons, hopefully. You know, he'll, he'll realize that if he wants something bad enough, he'll have to work hard enough for it. You mentioned your mom a couple of times. Hmm? Um, were you raised, what was your family like in, in Hawaii? Is it, is it just your mom, your mom and your dad, your siblings? Yeah. So my dad uh, passed away, I think, when I was, uh, not when I think, when I was a freshman in high school. Um, but my mom raised us. Uh, they were separated from the time we were three, four years old. So, um my mom was basically a single mother raising three boys, and um, you know my brothers. 
I felt like I was lucky. I was the, I was, I was the middle one. I got beat up on, but I could still beat up on somebody else, <laughs> you know. And I was always competing against my older brother, who was three years older than I. And that kind of probably instilled a lot of my competitiveness is, is to try to compete and compete against him. Um, so my mom, um, you know, she she was a hardworking mother, you know, type, you know, type A, always got to be doing something, always working hard, but she made sure we never had a care in the world. She, uh, she made sure that we were taken care of and we, we kind of got majority of the things that we, we wanted, not, not in a spoiled way, but, um, in a way that we lived good, uh, childhoods and she, and she, but she worked hard, you know, she was a hard worker and, you know, I think I got a lot of that, you know, um, from her, um, and you know, I think you know she's she was. If I'd say a, a role model, she was probably my role model growing up. You know, I, as didn't really have any soccer stars to follow, so uh, she was she was the one that uh, you know did all the right things and showed up at all my games and you know tried the best she could and you know did a good job. Is she still in Hawaii now, or is she? Uh, she loves Hawaii. She'll never leave. <laughs> she has a house on the beach there, and she's she's set up and. Um, you know, she's got her piece of heaven. That sounds like a good place to be. <laughs> and no, we we never really talked about this. I didn't know. Um, you know, I'm one of three boys. Also, I'm the oldest one. My middle brother, who used to beat up on me, he's the toughest one. Is two and a half years younger. And then my youngest brother, who you may or may not have met, Jared, is, is almost nine years younger. Um, but my dad passed away when I was a, uh, going into college, between senior year of high school and college. So mother also being kind of a single mother, I thought my dad was around for a lot of my years. I mean, I had 17 years within the last couple of years were not great, wasn't really yeah. able to, to function, you know, all, all that well. But my other brothers, of course, you know, at, at 14 and then down to eight, you know, my young, raised really by, you know, by my mother, you know, mm-hmm. uh, on, on her own. Um, so I think maybe one of the things I tend to f- focus on a lot, you know, is that that male mentor, you know, leadership, father type figure about how things kind of shape your life and your experience. And one of the reasons maybe I like asking a lot of questions and learning a lot of stuff and being involved is because everybody's had these different types of experiences in their, in their upbringing. And you look for you know, different ways to make things kind of kind of work for you mm-hmm. and figure and figure stuff out in there so i'll turn maybe my middle brother yeah maybe my middle brother and you can go at it the younger brother like, we'll, you know we'll, we'll match all that shit up you know, and see, you know see how that goes yeah no for me i mean my mom was a strong figure um but i was pretty blessed to have a lot of uh good coaches you know and and coaches that had that provided different qualities for me you know, I, I, you know, I had one coach and my club coach really made you think and set his trainings up where, you know, you, you're trying to figure things out. And I had another, you know, my, my high school coach was like a militant guy, just run, 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 run through walls, you know, work hard, be respectful, uh, bust your butt. Uh, and then I had a college coach that um, really um, – you know, taught me to kind of learn from myself, you know, uh, watch video, watch, um, you know, better players play, 
what did you learn from that? You know, and 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 so pretty fortunate along the way to have those coaches at those times and really kind of help shape, you know, who I am uh, in a lot of ways. Um, you know, and and then having that solid figure of my mom in the background the whole time um you know it was 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 beneficial in 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 shaping who i am rapid fire a couple of things okay best moment in sport i have two uh one scoring the uh in the mls cup final uh becoming the mvp of uh 2006 when we won that and then second was being on the national team um, in Germany, didn't even get a play in the game, but it was on the sideline for the national anthem. Something about the moment really struck me as being special, um, and it made me think, "Oh wow, I was I born on a little rock island in the middle of the Pacific, and I'm on the biggest stage, rep- representing one of the biggest countries and the biggest sporting event in the world." Um, and it was just like that ah moment, like, "Wow, you've come a long way." Opposite. Uh toughest moment oh. thing that happened and you're just like shit okay <laughs> I don't know if I, I don't know if I like this anymore you know or this is this is not good uh, uh, there's probably a, a few getting cut um, by the galaxy my first season uh, as a professional um, really uh, forced me to doubt myself a little bit uh, quite a bit um, and then you know Real personal moment was when I was 18, before I went to college, I got a uh, DUI. And, um, you know, that was the day before I was going to fly away to college. And so my mom gave me that whole disappointed speech, and it really affected the way I viewed the, the world after that and, uh, you know, made sure I didn't mess up again. So it was that was that was one of those big, big moments, you know, you're not proud of, but, you know, I'm happy it happened because I've, I've learned a lot from it, you know, and it really shaped, changed, um, you know, a lot of the risky things I was doing in the past. Best moment outside of sports? Um, best moment outside of the sports would probably be, um, you know, when my son was born. I mean, it's just it's kind of a life-changing thing and just makes you see the world in a whole different light um you know it's 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 you created something it's in that you know there's it's still kind of weird and speechless when when you think about it you have a particular quote or motto or anything that you you know live by (laughs) or with tape inside your locker that you're carrying around in your wallet or anything i don't think there's any particular motto um not kind of big on 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 that but i think if there's any underlying theme, it's that you have to work hard to be successful, you know. And uh, one of the things when I talk to any kids these days, it's, you know, you look at life as, as almost like a pyramid, right? Um, to be successful, there's very few people that are willing to put in the amount of work that it takes to be successful. And that's why the further you go up the pyramid, the smaller and smaller it gets. And so... Um, you know that's that's kind of one of the I would say probably one of the the things I live by is that if you want to be successful you got you you, you have to do what it takes. Next five years or so, you've you've made the transition from from soccer kind of to the to the business world. 
You've got pitch 25 open. We really didn't touch on, on, on Hula Dog. We've got to talk, we'll talk <laughs> hot dogs a little bit about, about how you bring over, though, you know, some of the things that you're, you know, you're passionate about. We all have these flavors and these things you know, as, as kids and things yeah. that we remember, and you brought that over with, with Hula Dog, which is this really super cool truck that's outside of pitch 25 right now. Overwhelmingly indulgent. I had one with you, you know, yeah, the good. other week. Uh, but what's the next you know, five, five years for you? What's, what do you still want to work hard at and still want to accomplish? Um, I think in the next five years, I want to open up more businesses. Uh, I want to create different revenue streams for myself. Uh, I want to learn about different businesses. I want to help people that... Um, uh, that I've met along the way and, and, and maybe help their businesses or help put them in the right spot in certain businesses to help them grow and, and, and learn. And, you know, I think I really want to push hard in the next five years so that, you know, I can kind of get uh, enough revenue streams, enough businesses open, uh, meet enough people um, that I can, you know, um, kind of take my foot off the gas for a little bit. and. Uh, maybe travel a lot more, you know, spend some more time with the family and, 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 and really kind of figure it out. Uh, well, I mean, not figure it out, but really uh, try to enjoy life a little bit more. I mean, that's my goal. I don't know if that's going to happen. <laughs> Look, I think we're but, all but, still trying to figure yeah, it out. You know, I, I heard I, this under construction thing the other day from Mike Jonah. <laughs> it was like, well, just under construction. It's like, okay, I, I love him. Like, yeah, I think we're perennially under construction, you know? Yeah, I just, you know, I think I want a little bit more financial freedom, right? And I think if I can build that up in the next five years, that'll give me opportunity to kind of sit back and reassess things and, and see where where my life is at that point, where my son's life is, who my wife wants, where we want to be and what we want to do. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, um, I really, I think in the next four or five years, I want to open up about three, four more businesses, and hopefully those businesses have more opportunity to grow after that. And, you know, who knows, you know, but I think that that really is kind of what I want to do. And, you know, while I'm doing that, I still want to be able to give back in, to the soccer community. Um, so I'm on a couple of boards, but I want to see soccer succeed in this country as, as it should. And so kind of help on that. And, uh yeah, I mean, <laughs> so it's it's. I guess I don't really have it figured out, but I'm enjoying the process right now, which is which is probably the biggest thing. That that is. Well, I want to thank you for your time. Uh, appreciate you doing this. Learned a lot. Um, you probably got to speak a little more than you wanted to, you know, <laughs> in in there. But Brian, tell us uh, where can people find out about about Pitch Twenty Five and everything else. Um, where is it? What's, what's the website? What's the location? Just make sure uh, we get that out there for everyone, too. Yeah, we really don't have a website. We have a Facebook page, uh, Pitch25. Um, I think if you go to pitch25.com, it'll, it'll uh, send you over to our Facebook page. Uh, Hula Dog, uh, hulodogtx.com uh, is uh, the site for our uh, my hot dog business. Um, you know, and then... Yeah, that's that's kind of my my two businesses that that I got up and running right now, um, outside of 
medical marijuana dispensary that I invested in Hawaii. <laughs> which, well, that's for the next which, uh, episode. Yeah. <laughs> when, we ha- when we have you back the next time, okay, we can be sampling, we no, can be trying, we can be discussing that entire yeah. other in- uh, in- endeavor down down there. In the meantime, we'll get back in the pool, <laughs> do some stuff, <laughs> stay a little fit. But I really appreciate your time. It's great to have you on here, bud. Uh, Midlife Mail podcast today with Brian Ching. If you like what you have heard, Give us that thumbs up, review, uh, put some kind words out there, subscribe to the show. If you did not like what you heard, well, don't say anything at all. That's totally, <laughs> totally fine, too, okay? Um, if you want anything from me, you got suggestions on guests, you got questions uh, you want me to ask, things you want me to talk about, hit me up at gregsheiman.com, and we will get back at it next week. We're out. The Midlife Mail Podcast with Greg Scheinman was presented by Inns Group Insurance. Inns Group is ensuring success. For more information, visit innsgroup.net.